0: A one and a two and a chick above my chick.
1: All right, everybody. Ooh, I had a little roll of, the, roll of the tongue there. This is another episode of Remodelers on the Rise. And today I have Brian Kaplan with Construction Consulting. Brian, you could have got a little more creative with your business name.
0: I know, I know. I mean, you know, it was the, I just kind of looked at what I do and I was like, I'm in construction. And I now work as a consultant, so I just put the two together, and and there you go.
1: Brilliant. What, which I thought I kind of find interesting because I would say you are one of the more creative people I know, um, but also very practical. So like you might mix those two together. You're like, dude, I do. I'm a consultant for construction, construction consulting. It works. Um, so here you are. Here you are. Um, welcome and thank you for being here.
0: Thanks, Kyle. I Appreciate it. and thanks for having
1: me. You bet. I'm going to tell the the people how we kind of know each other. Um, we have a thing called the Construct, speaking of creative names, Construction yeah. Consultants Masterminds. Um, <laughs> Dan Ballman and Diane Gilson and, and David Loopberger and Vicki Souter and I. Sorry for not listening to everybody. Um, but a couple of years ago, Diane and, and Dan in particular um, got together a group of construction consultants and said, you know what, it'd be good just for us to meet each month, encourage one another, help one another, have a little bit of a mastermind group. The last few years we've been doing an annual in-person several day meeting that's been wonderful. Um, and by golly this past year, uh, Brian joined us and it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, and I've gotten to know him. We've had several conversations and I'm just seeing you in the different mastermind meetings that we've had. And like I already mentioned, but I've just been thrilled to have you in my world because you are challenging me to continue to innovate, get better, improve, think of systems, processes. You obnoxiously implement things very quickly. <laughs>
0: And I appreciate that. And, you know, it's been really fun being part of this mastermind and being, you know, it's been great to get to know everybody. And I'm happy, you know, my goal is to, to kind of challenge people in general. I challenge myself on a daily basis. So I'm happy that I've, I've been able to kind of do that for you as
1: well. You have. It's been good. So um, I wanted to have you as a, as a guest and we we're thinking through different, different topics. There's a lot of different topics that we could talk about. Um, but the one we zeroed in on is technology in your remodeling business. And as I was thinking of kind of a title of this talk, I said a golden opportunity to integrate more technology into your remodeling business. We are in the throes of the COVID coronavirus um, situation that's affecting everybody in different degrees of severity. Um, But boy, coming out of this um, and also being in it, there's a golden opportunity to have some extra time to work on your business and so often, an area that you can work on is how do we integrate technology better that allows us to be more productive, efficient, profitable. So we're going to dig into technology in a remodeling business. And I wanted to kind of kick it off by saying, okay, when I say technology in remodeling business, what are we talking about here? Lay lay it out for us a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head. We are definitely, you know, have this golden opportunity now because I think the, the one thing that we know, uh, Kyle, you and I hear this all the time. And as someone that was a, a builder for 20 plus years, you know, time is that precious commodity that we never seem to have. And so that golden opportunity- By the, by the way, you
1: look yeah. like you're 30 years old. So this whole 20 <laughs> years thing, it always, it always kind of throws me off. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see him like he's a, it's a young man. He's like, well, I've been doing this <laughs> for 20 years and I was doing that for 10 years. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, it hasn't always worked for me, let's put it that way. You okay. know, having a youthful appearance, but um, yeah, you know, when it when it comes down to it, uh, you do have a golden opportunity as a construction business owner right now to to kind of work on your business. And one of the great aspects is, yeah, if we talk about technology, it's not about just signing up for Builder Trend or co pro or Procore, right? And I think that's where a lot of people's minds go. A lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, and a lot of the work that I do with my clients, is helping them with a very sort of lean management system approach when it comes to technology and just understanding that the technology is there as a lever but it's also a lot about our own personal behaviors and how we actually integrate or interact with it and what we expect of it um, to do for us in our construction business so that's kind of what I think one of the core focuses of what today's talk is going to be on
1: And we say lean technology what do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, so just like I kind of opened with with Build a trend uh, Co-Construct, and Procore, and by no means am I saying don't sign up for these platforms or they don't offer any value for you. They can offer immense value. The challenge is, is that most smaller you know type construction businesses, and even medium-sized ones for that matter, it's often too complicated for them and they try to do too much too quickly. And so when we say lean, we say use the things that you already have, right? We all have email. Probably 90% of the people listening here would raise their hand right now if I said, does your email box always feel like it's overflowing? Does it feel like it, you know, it runs you and you don't really run it. And so I know it's, I know it's weird, but
1: sometimes I like to make them raise their hand, even though they're in their car listening to this or just sitting there. (laughs) So raise your hand. Like if you, you think of your inbox as bloated, kind of overwhelming, there's just always too much in there. I think most people would kind of be like, yeah, it's just, I'm always constantly catching up. So I think it's super interesting and it's not a topic that's talked about too much of like, how do we manage that better?
0: Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. And then, you know, some other things, how you use different pieces of technology to help you think through some of the problems that you have in your construction business. It's not all solutions, right? So sometimes it's about using it as just a vehicle to help you understand your construction business better, you know, maybe getting your team involved and getting some feedback in a way that, you know, is, is kind of uh, consolidated. You know, I just had a client this morning reach out to me and we you know, had a great call yesterday. He was asking me, hey, what's the best practice for this? And I gave him three different options and they're all kind of technology driven. But it was all about him collaborating with his own team on something. So there's lots of these examples. So lean for me just really means simple, as, as simple as we can make it using like, you know, the, the easiest tools that we can kind of leverage and in typically things
1: that you're already using, just kind of thinking about them in a different way. Gotcha. Awesome. So give me some of the trends you're seeing in technology in the residential remodeling industry.
0: Yeah. So um, I, did a, I did a survey. It's, it, gosh, it's coming up on, it's, it's, it's getting out of date a little bit now because it was almost two years ago, I think. But um, I did a survey of uh, hundreds of construction businesses, small and some medium, but mostly small residential remodeling and new construction companies across Canada and the U.S., And we were looking at sort of three core things. We were looking at project management software, we were looking at time tracking, and we were looking at accounting. And what was really interesting is that on the accounting side, pretty much everybody's using something because as we always say, we always have to keep score of the, you know, the pennies in our construction business. When it came to project management, and to time tracking it was really interesting because basically a third in each category were not using anything, you know, sort of formal or digital. And so on the time tracking side, you know, people are still doing paper timesheets, which I mean, if you're still doing using paper timesheets, and I say this at every time I, I talk about tech, is you you that's the lowest hanging fruit you can, you know, pick off in your mm. construction business. So get onto a platform, doesn't matter what it is, just start, you know, sort of using something that's digital. And then, you know, on the other side of the project management sphere you know, people weren't necessarily using anything for that. So it's a combination of some Excel sheets, maybe, and some, you know, some text messages, maybe our group WhatsApp chat kind of thing, and nothing really formalized at all.
1: Gotcha. So on the time tracking, cause people, I, I love just practicality of, like a takeaway you call you, you may not have realized this, but you call people out hard there. Like, come on people, time tracking by hand writing stuff out. What are you thinking? Um, for some quick recommendations on where they should go if they are guilty of still doing that.
0: Yeah. And first and foremost, I'm okay with calling everyone out on that because I'll tell you what, I did it for years. I had paper timesheets for years. When we switched to a digital system, I I literally wanted to sit, step in front of a mirror and smack myself and say, why didn't you do this sooner? And you know, Mm -hmm. it's the basic principle of leverage. So the further you push that fulcrum out, the more leverage you have. And so, uh, yeah, what does that mean? So basic, so basically if you think about, uh, you know, paper timesheets, for example, all the work, the load is right by you. So basically it means, you know, simplest example is you have a board, you have a fulcrum, which is just like, say a rock and you've got a load on or like a, yeah, a load on the other side and you're Mm -hmm. trying to push that load up. So if you ever tried to lift anything like a big rock or, you know, even a car or something like that, um, you know, the closer that rock underneath the board is to you, the harder it is, right? The further you push that thing away, the easier it is to get that leverage, right? So anybody that's ever tried to lift up a glued down sheet of plywood would know this, um, you know, by putting a two by four there and trying to, you know, reef it up. So, um, but the general idea here with, with paper timesheets is that you all that load is right at you, right? When you are the business owner, you have to go around, you have to get the paper timesheets. There's coffee spilt on them, they're not filled out correctly, mm-hmm. someone's missing one because they might have gone home early or whatever it is. And so as a business owner, it's impossible for you to, to, you know, get those hours every single week, pay the guys on time, um, guys and gals, I should say. And uh, you know, so that's a real challenge. If you use a digital system, what you do now is you push that fulcrum. Or in other words, you push the load out towards the people that are responsible for reporting that information to you because now they're the ones that have to input it into a digital system. You don't have to drive around anywhere. It's just a simple text message or a call to anybody that hasn't done it or if you want to clarify some hours because they forgot to clock out, which is a very common thing on digital uh, platforms, then it's a lot easier for you. So... Um, and your original question was uh, where can they go to kind of you know look at some of these things start, and, yeah. yeah and honestly there's a, there's a whole pile of them out there um, you know I'll, I'll lead it off by saying that about 63% of people that i've surveyed in the accounting poll are using quickbooks and so quickbooks does have uh, t sheets which integrates into their platform so that's a you know probably a very easy one for people to do simply because it's you know owned by the same company and um and they work well together Uh, another one that i really like to uh, recommend is a platform called busy busy and uh, they have a really great they have just a little bit of analytics inside of it so you can kind of get some reporting and really understand it it's just really simple the ui like the user interface is really easy to use um so that one's a good one and then um, there's also a a fellow that you know i've become friends with i think you know him as well Benjamin from Black Lab Apps, they have a product mm-hmm. called Console, which uh, I think does a nice job too. And then they, they've got some added features on there as well that may be specific to, you know, some construction businesses out there.
1: Gotcha. Perfect. Objections that you hear when it comes to implementing technology in a remodeling business. What do you hear? Yeah. And, and then let's and- squash them and then we'll move on to more specifics.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important just to call out that when we talk about objections, you know, usually there's kind of external ones and internal ones. And so the external ones will all sort of hear is, oh, I don't have time. You know, my team's not going to adopt this. Uh, it's really expensive, you know, to, to kind of, you know, sign up with all these platforms. Like, have you seen the cost of, you know, Trend or Procore or anything like that? Um, you know, for me, what I try to do is look at the internal side. And I know that not every builder you know, got into business to, you know, sit on their mini television in their, in their pocket and use technology in that respect. Like they got into the business before technology probably existed. And so internally, I think some of the challenges are that, you know, it's another thing that you have to try and learn. And that can often be quite a hurdle for people. And so uh, what I will say, though, is that the reality is, is that the world is moving this way. And, you know, especially when we're talking about this golden opportunity right now, the situation that we're in, we're all sort of seeing where the adaptability to using technology platforms really comes into play. So, yeah, yeah I do think that that one of those big objections is that, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's really hard for people to accept that they're going to have to go and try and learn something. Um, and, and I think it's important that you just have to start, you know, you have to start and try with like the simplest way. Um, so whatever it is, like little sort of wins inside of your email platform, for example, is a great way to start. Um, yeah. So those are some of the objections that I typically see. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, time, time to integrate it, which isn't a real, uh, for a lot of people, there's a little more time on our hands. You know, the cost of the software, I think sometimes we see the the sticker price of and go, wow, that's, that's a lot. But when you start to think through productivity gains, efficiency gains, um, you know, sales and marketing benefits of having some really solid project management or this or that, you start to add those up and you realize, wow, um, you know, I'm, I'm paying for this very quickly. And then, um, and then the adoption of it is are my people going to implement this and I got some old school you know carpenters out there I got these subs that won't do it you know that's I'm looking for a lot of silver linings um, out of this whole situation and I think there's going to be a lot of people that are much more open and realizing we've got to move with the times um, and and adopt some of this so okay. Improve what you have first. You mentioned that earlier. We talked about email a little bit. Let's get into some practicality. What are some areas that people can look at um, that is pretty much across the board where they can implement technology? Why? Just so that because we're supposed to? No. So that we can be more productive, efficient. We can get more done with less. Talk about some very practical areas that you see uh, some more low-hanging fruit.
0: For sure. Because you you started doing this. I'm going to do it too. So if you're listening to this and you still have a notebook beside you and that's how you're taking your notes, raise your hand. Put your hand high in the air. Um, so own, about, it, own it, yeah. people. About, Man, about,
1: you got <laughs> to give them time to be embarrassed about it. Okay. No, it's not. Actually, it's not embarrassed, right? If that yeah. works for them, so be it but yes, for mean? sure. Yeah. Okay. Fair
0: enough. So, so about eight or nine years ago, I bought an iPad mini and this really changed how I operated. And, and for those that don't know me, I, I worked in the business for 20 plus years. I started as like a carpenter's helper, I worked all the way through every single position. I was a super and a project manager and then a general manager. Um, and so as a site super slash PM, and then when I was a full-time sort of PM, going to all these client meetings going to the site all these sorts of things this iPad changed my life and so it's a simple thing you know when we say lean management okay iPad's not super cheap but the reality is is that you don't need any really fancy software here. You just need a G suite, like a Google account. That's all you need to do what I'm going to tell you next is with, which is basically take all your notes when you're in a client meeting. You, you tell them, of course, at the beginning of it, you know, so they don't think you're just, you know, perusing the internet or text messaging somebody that you're going to take your notes, you know, using this device. And the beautiful part about it is that as soon as you get back to your laptop or your desktop computer at the office or whatever it is, all that information, everything that you took down is boom, it's right in your computer. And I'm not sure about, you, but I can tell you that as someone that wrote, like hand wrote notes for a lot of years in meetings, I can certainly type a lot faster with my thumbs than I can write, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, with pen and paper. And so that's a a super easy thing that that people can do. Um, Another thing is you know, especially as remodelers, there's always a need for us to know what's behind a wall, right? We board up a house or we board up a project, whatever, you know, it could be a small basement or a bathroom or a kitchen or a main floor. And we forgot what's in the wall. And maybe we can't find a circuit that's not activating because the boarders boarded over a receptacle. And we want to kind of see a picture of the wall. And so... one of the practices i tell everybody to do is you have to photograph every single wall and every single ceiling um you know before you insulate after you insulate and then that way you have those pictures so you always know where to find stuff but imagine now having that at the fingertips, right? So if you just organize it on Google drive inside of each project and you've got your iPad with you, and I keep saying iPad, it could be tablet, um, could be
1: surface, what, yeah. could be
0: surface, whatever it is, you, you know, you can literally pull it up. So I've had situations where I'm standing there with a plumber we're trying to figure out something where there's backing, where there's not backing for a wall hung vanity or something like that. And I was able to pull the picture and he just looked at me and smiled. He's like, he's like, that's amazing. And so yeah. it's, that's such a little thing, but the value is immense.
1: Yeah. Getting a little excited now. So if you go, if you circle back to what you said about your iPad, now you were typing it, um, but I'm thinking of two of my clients built in us with key builders and beautiful grand ledge, Michigan and Ben Templeton, Templeton building company. Um, both of them are using surfaces and they have a little, they have a little pen because a few years ago when it's like, guys, you're, you're handwriting all this stuff out. And then you're handing it off to your estimator or your office manager in your office to kind of move things forward it's just clunky guys. Yeah. But I don't like typing. I like to write things out all of a sudden, then they found a device and they were able to write it out. They got used Mm -hmm. to it. And, you know, Ben talks about how, when he gets back in the truck, click, click upload to, um, I think they might be using, you know, Google suites, or, um, it might even just be like an internal server, but by the, he's able to upload some sketches he made out. The different notes, the different details. He's got a couple um, Google Forms now or thereabouts where he's kind of checking things off. His team is able to start working on things or starting to put the folder together and some of the details together before he's even back in the office. That's what gets me excited is if you are handwriting things out Getting into the weeds and getting a device, and even if you want to handwrite it, that's okay as long as you're doing it digitally. Um, it can be such a beneficial way of streamlining the process. And having just the digital, digital copies of this can be so incredibly valuable.
0: Oh, for sure. And let me, let me build on that. There's, you know, for the guys that are still like, I get that. But I still love my notebook. So the mm-hmm. one thing I could say I can add to this is, and it's a bit of a, a hybrid of the idea, um, is you know Evernote has partnered with Moleskine, for example. And so they have a book where you can write out notes and then you can actually scan it and it will digitize it. So it won't just take a picture. It'll actually digitize the information so that it's in your Evernote platform. Now, that's a few extra steps. It's not as clear, um, you know, or as easy as kind of using drive and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, you know, for the people that are still listening to this, and like, I get it, but uh, they're holding their book in their hand right now. And, uh, you know, they're saying, I still love, you know, kind of the the feel of paper and writing down and all of that. That's another option as well. But I mean, to, to echo your point, sorry, yeah, to echo your point, it's like, you know, having that information just translated instantly, Just the expediency of it all is just amazing.
1: Yeah, and the other example you gave of taking photos, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not very technology adept, um, you can still say to your team or you can still start digging into it of going, okay, I'm on a job site. You know, I'm going to, during my sales process, I'm going to take a bunch of photos. I'm going to take some videos that just says, you know, I I want to take some videos so that when I get back and start doing design or et cetera work, um, you know, how can I easily, take all of the photos and take all of the videos that I created and put them in a folder for this specific client. So that when I'm sitting at my desk, I click, I click on that name and I can see it. And then to the, so to, to ask that question and to research that question, look into it can be incredibly beneficial. And then you add another layer onto that and go, okay, during the process, who on my team needs to have an iPad, needs to have some type of device. Frankly, our smartphones can do so much of it. How can we, then get all of those in progress photos into that same folder. A little bit of organization and, and setting up the system, right, can be incredibly beneficial. And I think now is a great time as ever to, to work on this and to do it. Again, productivity, efficiency, makes you more profitable. Um, you can go back warranty issues like you were talking about. So many ways that this can be beneficial.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it's one of the things I usually start with, with, with the people that work with me is just getting organized digitally, because it's uh, often, I think, I think really what it comes down to is people, you know, you asked right at the beginning is kind of, what does it mean when we say technology in your construction business? And it does not mean that you have, you know, robots everywhere and all these fancy, mm-hmm. you know, systems and IT servers and IT people and all this sort of thing. I mean, some companies do, but the reality is, it's just some simple things that you put in place that can really help to kind of leverage things and you know having tablets in your company that are basically just loaded the only purpose of them is to be loaded with the company sort of G suite they have standard documents, all that sort of stuff. Um, I want to take this and uh, build on this a little bit as well, because this is a remodel your marketing, um, you know, podcast. And so, if we take this to the marketing side for a second, in terms of, uh, c- can we do that? Why do
1: I have to do this in like every single stinking interview? I'm in. Charge I'm an avid of this. listener, I'm, as
0: you know. So you, you know, know I, you know,
1: I sometimes do this. I, I have marketing benefit written down here, but where the host was going. I was okay. doubling down on improve what you have. for all right, all marketing. All right. All but right. All I we'll wanted to, to double down yeah. on, on improve them because we're getting into some specifics where people cool. are going to be able to grab this and go, Oh, Hey, I heard this on this podcast. What can we do on that? Um, so I love where your head's going and yeah, it is remodeling awesome. marketing. But, <laughs> um, stick with the improve what you have first. All right. So we talked yeah. about a few of them talking about email.
0: Yeah. You know, Emails. how can
1: I, how can I utilize that better as a remodeler, as a remodeling business owner?
0: Yeah. So a couple of big things, as we all know that, you know, the three sort of legs of the stool is, um, you know, you've got to basically estimate and sell work. And so uh, when we talk about what we can do with our email to help on that side is I always ask people, are you using a CRM or a client relations management sort of tool? And there's tons of them out there. There's obviously the biggest one I think is Salesforce out there. And mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting everyone go sign up for Salesforce right now. Here's what I'll tell you for email. There's a, there's a few apps that I tell people to, to basically download They're free. So one is called streak for Gmail. It is a CRM program that integrates right into your email inbox. It's fantastic. I've used it for streak. years streak. Yes. Like I'm on a hot streak. Um, and it's great. It's fantastic. It takes a little bit of time just to get used to it but it is fairly intuitive you can set up filters inside of your own email platform it's all kind of there in one place so the beautiful part is anytime someone emails you it automatically goes into what's called the client box and then when we talk about the leverage there the productivity component is that everybody on your team of course can see that you can record all the notes from all your meetings so you can have a history much like a Slack channel. Um, but without, you know, having to pay for Slack and and having an extra sort of thing, it's, it's literally right there in your email. And I think that's one of the big things is that, you know, people are also, when we talk about objections and another thing we have to learn, you know, are you going to have five to 10 different apps that you always have to kind of bounce around? And, and Mm -hmm. one of my sort of ideas is to try to integrate into the things you're already using. So streak is one of them. Um, another one that's really great is boomerang. And so this comes really down to a lot of the expectations we set with clients And for years, you know, and I was doing the wrong things, which was, and I'm calling everybody out again, so you can raise your hand if you're doing this, but you know, are you sending emails at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday to your clients? And are they responding at 3.05? And Mm -hmm. what happens when that happens? They're expecting you're gonna write back at 3.10. And so Boomerang's a really great service because you can actually schedule send all of your emails. So you can clear your inbox on a Sunday or whatever, you know, late night, kind of on a Monday. And you can write all your drafts and schedule them all to start going out at six in the morning. And yep. you can kind of even play around with it and go 601, 603, 607. So it looks like you're physically there working at your desk. Um, another really cool feature about it is you can actually pause your inbox. Um, I think that most people that had raised their hand earlier, that their, their email kind of runs them and it's always overflowing one of the big challenges, you start responding to emails. Well, what happens? You start getting replies to those replies that you just sent yeah. and you can't actually clear out the rest of the email box. So definitely downloading Boomerang and Streak are two really fantastic things and, that you and, can do. And
1: both those, all of that is kind of within Gmail. So if you're, if you're using Outlook, there may be some other apps. What you're talking about is Gmail, where a lot of people are using Gmail. I'm using Gmail. Like my, in, my inbox is paused right now. Um, because I'm, I want to be focused when I want to be focused. If I need, I mean, I've got to hunker down and get this done. Nothing is better than clicking pause inbox and it's set up where it's not going to show up on my phone. It's not, it's just, everything's holding right there. Um, so again, those are Gmail and what you talked about with Boomerang, it's a super helpful thing for all the reasons you, you mentioned, and also just keeping those boundaries with clients you know, um, where they need to be not in the late evenings or not in, you know, on the weekend. Although as business owners, we're, we sometimes are working at those hours to yeah, catch up for on sure. things. For but sure. We nice just don't to want to be visible people. with that.
0: Yeah. We don't want yeah. to be visible and set it. Um, I just want to mention that you can integrate using Zapier, which is, or Zapier It's um, is basically, uh, I don't know how to, really explain this, but it's kind of just an integration tool that connects mm-hmm. different applications. So you can actually connect Streak to Outlook. So that does work. And I believe Boomerang also does that as well. Okay. Um, there's one other thing I just really want to say about uh, Gmail, and it, it is related a little bit to marketing still, but um, you know, again, That's this right. is the Remodeling right. no, remar- Marketing Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did for years was They used to have something called uh, candid responses. I believe it's now called templates in Gmail. If you don't have this setting on, you'll find it in your settings under advanced. Um, It is a fantastic thing to set up. I have, for example, a series of emails that I would send out to clients just in general, but from a sales side, let's just say you have five standard emails that you kind of send out to people in a sequence. You can have these pre-written in with about three clicks. You hit like the last one and boom, the whole email shows up. Now you might want to tweak a little bit of it. You're going to obviously change the addressee and, and things like that, or put in something specific about them. But the leverage there is fantastic. You can also share those with people on your team. If they're in your G suite organization, you can share those templates. And so they can load them in as well. Um, So it's, you know, we all write some great emails, but then you go and rewrite those things again for every single client. Yeah. So it's another. You know, I, th- like, I think. Yeah.
1: Right. There, there. And there's so many of them. Like for right for, for example, right now I think uh, coming out of this, we might hear some more, more, more than usual objections to you know, can we buy materials directly instead of through you. Well, you know, it's if, if some of these things are just good conversations, but let's say you just had a really great response as to why and your strategy behind it, you save that as a template. Again, I think it is called templates. You use to maintain yes. responses, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, you set that up as a template or that email that you send out between the initial phone call and the in-person meeting. It's got everything in there and you click, click, there it shows up. You put the date and time in there. Again, yeah. that saves three minutes. That helps you be more professional, more efficient, quicker, better. Um, And all, and running a successful remodeling business is not about one magic bullet. It's about a combination of a lot of little things and technology can help you do that so, so well.
0: For sure. And, and just, you know, to echo that point, I think one of the things you said that was really, really key. Sometimes it's not about the productivity component. Yes. Having those templates in, in place and just clicking the button and having it there is fantastic. But you said getting better. And that's, you know, kind of what we talk about when we talk about consistency in a business. And that's something that I hear a lot from the remodeling clients that I work with is how do I get my team to, you know, basically produce a consistent result? So this Mm -hmm. is a great, you know, sort of tool that you can use to actually help control that.
1: Yeah, excellent. Um, So... Brian's very organized so he sent me, a. I mean interviewing him is super easy, one he's charismatic and wonderful, um, two he sent me this list of, list of different questions and I've been kind of massaging and making them my own but um, this next one um, I don't know exactly where you're going with it because it says systems thinking. So I want you to tell us about systems thinking when it ties to technology and the example you said was you know firefighting with a two pound extinguisher versus a fire truck. So I want yeah. you to use, hear, hear about that analogy.
0: I love using the fire, fire truck example simply because I think as business owners in the remodeling space, depending, regardless of really the size of your business, I think we, we tend to run around a lot and firefight. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really great way to describe it. So the idea with systems thinking is what can you put in place that can be repeated? You know, kind of as we just were finishing up the talk about email there, I talked about how, you know, you can control the outcome of your, you know, of the client experience, for example from your team, by implementing this like kind of template system. So that's an example of Mm -hmm. systems thinking. So it's kind of looking at something and saying, what is one thing that I can put into place that's going to have a much greater effect overall, as opposed to a one to one input. And so Mm -hmm. the idea with the two pound fire extinguishers, you know, just think about it. And I'm sure there's lots of people right now, probably, you know, some of the folks that are driving in their, their trucks right now, or their cars, going from project to project, and just basically firefighting, just putting out one fire at a time with this tiny little two pound fire extinguisher. Well, imagine for a second that you had a fire truck putting it out. So the fire truck is the tech. So a great example is digital timesheets, right? Instead of driving around to every single site and trying to get all these paper timesheets, you now have a digital platform where, you know, you've put in this systems based approach to how you kind of collect the information and you're now sitting at your desk and you don't, you did not have to go anywhere to get it.
1: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Give me some more examples of systems thinking. And I think it's because I think it's something that doesn't come as natural to business owners um, mm-hmm. to really step back and, and say, I think a lot of times we go directly into the tactic or oh, what, yeah. what software can I use for this? What can, what software should I pick for this versus looking at a little bit of the strategy and the system behind it? So what are a couple other examples? If I'm a remodeler listening to this and you're hearing, ah, yes, thank you for that reminder. I need to be thinking more systems. I need to be thinking more bigger picture. What are some other areas in their business that, Um, you typically see are other opportunities for this?
0: Yeah. So, and great question um, to expand on it.
1: Well, thank you.
0: I think, I think estimating is one of those ones that I think Mm. people really have, I just know there's a ton of time that people spend doing it. I know this because I did it for a very, very long time. And I, and I know there's so much information we have to kind of compile. And I think a lot of times people are, I think the typical behavior, cause I did this for a long time as well. And I see this in a lot of my clients is you open up the last estimate that you did because that last estimate probably best represents how mm-hmm. far you've come along in terms of like developing that actual, I will go quote unquote template because it's not really a template. It's just somebody else's estimate. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of looking, stepping back for a second. So that's the granular, but step back for a second and say what components could I put in place to help me leverage other people's efforts to improve that system? So one of the great things is that it, you know, is basically reaching out to all of your trades with scopes of work or, or requests for proposals, RFPs and that kind of whole process of you you do a little bit of work. You put it out to everybody, they do a lot more of the work and it all comes back to you. So that's an idea of kind of stepping back and saying, what components are you know, needed to, for me to actually put out a proper estimate? You know, We've got to compile information, we've got to get information from the client, um, if you 're working with an architect or designer, you need to get information from them you obviously need from your trade partners you need a lot of information from them as well and as a you know the quarterback of the whole operation of course um you know it 's just a lot of weight on you so it 's kind of stepping back and saying, "How can I put different things in place to to kind of systematize the process
1: yeah and what 's so interesting about it is even even thinking yes, you know bigger there 's fancier software, but when I think of that, I think, okay you know, one of the pieces of this is I need to have really good photos and um, videos that I can show them. Okay, I need that tech piece where I could just copy and paste that over to them, a link to it. Um, you know, there, there's probably just some common information that they need as far as number of this, number of that. If I had a nice template that I could use that, which would make it quicker for them to quote it back to me. There's just so many little things using a program like Zoom to to, you know, do a video of it using a program like Loom, L-O-O-M, where I can say, you know, hey, Brian, um, before you quote this electrical work, what I wanted to show you on a couple of these drawings is this, that, the other, you know, you're seeing my face, you're seeing my screen, I click a button, I got a link for you. There's just so many practical ways to streamline it. And just what you're saying, okay, I'm going to do a full systems thinking of this estimating process. Where are the weak points? Where can I leverage it? Um, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
0: For sure. And, and one of the big things I'll say as a caution or, you know, pitfall kind of thing, which I know we're going to get to is, um, you know, don't, don't oh, you
1: think, see, you now you're now you're thinking, you know, where I'm going. You're like, well, he's got the marketing. And I put on question number eight, common pitfall. So certainly he's going to get to that. Maybe I might, I might not.
0: Um, now I probably won't actually. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, um, don't get into what I call paralysis analysis, right? It's a, it's not my term. It's, it's out there in the, in the, in the sphere of the yeah. world but um you know the idea is don't don't rack your brain trying to think of this magic blue pill because systems thinking is not really about that it's about looking and experiencing your results understanding you know and also getting opinions from people around you so If you have past clients, for example, they are a great source, immense wealth of opportunity to learn from. Um, You just have to know how to ask the questions in the right way. Uh, If you have team members that, you know, site supers or PMs or, you know, your smaller company, it's you and, you know, a couple guys kind of thing or guys and gals, you know, talk to them, get some feedback from them, understand the process a little bit. Uh, You'd be surprised what you'll, what you'll learn if you're willing to listen.
1: Yeah. And and on the client side, maybe you do have some client portal, some communication back and forth, and maybe they didn't like it. Maybe they thought it was clunky. It was hard to access You know, sometimes even when, and I think that's a good, that's a good um, kind of reminder is so often we do analyze till we're blue in the face. And then, um, you know, we, we finally implement it. Well, part of improving in anything is taking some steps forward and and trying something so often that may have been a failure. That software's clunky and that's not working like Mm -hmm. I wanted it to, but it's going to be that next step to show you the next iteration of it or the next improvement of it. And so often we wait for it to be perfect versus let's get this out there. Let's see if it works or not. And then that's what usually gives you clarity on, on how to improve it.
0: Yep. Um, You know, this sums it up perfectly. Done is better than perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I do, I, I've been wanting, I've been wanting for, um, you know, for minutes and minutes to talk about the marketing and sales benefits of technology. Can we finally get to that? Um, talk to, talk to me about a few of those that come to mind for sure. So we talked about. But a couple of them
0: already, we talked about the templates, for example, in your Gmail yep. and having, you know, basically consistency in your sales process. So again, you know, between that initial phone call and that first in-person visit, having that standard type of response, that professional email that you send out that I know you and I talk about to death yep. and we talk about all the time. Um, it's such a simple, but very valuable and important thing. So having that, you know, sort of systemized is really important. Um You know, so those are some, that's like some of the granular sort of thing. Um, You also mentioned loom a minute ago and uh, different from zoom. So loom is more of a one-sided type of video platform for those that aren't familiar with it. Zoom, you know, is kind of both sides and you can have groups and stuff like that Um, in the sales process. Don't be afraid of video. If you look at the analytics of your website and you actually dig into it, you will see that typically the team page, if you have photos of yourself and your team on your, on your actual company website, those will outperform the portfolio pictures in your website. It's usually the top page hit aside from your homepage, of course, because that's where they're landing. Um, and it's because people like to people watch. So if we transition this a little bit to your leveraging technology to improve your business and on the marketing side, send a 30 to 60 second video, right? That you send a little mm-hmm. link in, a, in an email and say, and then someone's going to click it. They see your face. They see you talking. They, you're giving them something of value, right? But you're, the most important thing is you're making that actual. It's like you're in the room with them right now. They can't respond to you, of course, yeah. but you know that kind of idea is such a. I think it's it's something that I've started doing, and you know it's such a valuable thing to do, and it's so easy to do too. That's the that's the great part about
1: yeah. it. The the uh, an iteration on that is uh, one of my clients down south is. Um, they've, got, they've got somebody on their team that's kind of their salesperson and there's a handoff to production. Um, so it goes from Peter to Scott and Scott's been doing um, more of just a quick video that says, hey, you know, I'm Scott. I'm so excited to be working on your project. I'll be reaching out in the coming days. But I just want to introduce myself. We are thrilled that you're a client of ours. So just a little further down the sales process, but again, marketing sales building no like and trust it's a wonderful way to build no like and trust so you know you just hit on several of the marketing things and marketing and sales kind of coexist but i think from a seeing, are your homeowners your prospects seeing how you use technology is such a, a help on the sales front you mentioned mm-hmm. it earlier of like you know, make sure they know that you're taking notes. Um, But just as you say, if I were to say, you know what, um, I'm going to take some different pictures. I'm also going to do a couple of videos where I just pan the room. As we move into the design and development, you know, myself and my designer, we're going to want to go back and see these uh, photos and videos. What I'll do when I'm done with that, we just click a few buttons, we upload that to our our cloud system. That way, my whole team is able to access it. Even if I just said that, which again, it's called using your phone, and implement, you know, uploading it to a cloud-based folder, you know, on, G- on Gmail. A homeowner hearing that, all of a sudden it's like, man, they've got their crap together. They're organized. They've got a process. This is not their first rodeo. And you talk about building know, like, and trust, showing off some of the technology and explaining how you work. So many of our homeowners, you know, are choosing us because they're confident that they're going to do what they say they're going to do. And wow, technology can really, Impress people with our organization, and just I like these guys, and yeah, I feel like they're going to do a great job.
0: And, and and that's such a great point that you raised. And I think the reason that that works so well is because you've packaged it really well. So when we talk about the marketing benefit, you know, yes, they're going to look at us and be like, "Wow, they've really got their stuff together. Like they've got this incredible process. Imagine what it's going to be like working with them when they actually mm-hmm. build my project. Because if this is how they act in the sales process." wow, I can, only, I, can't, I can only imagine how it's going to kind of turn out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can even, you know, to build on this one step further, you know, a little earlier in this chat, you asked me about some other examples of, you know, kind of systems thinking and stuff like that. And one of the things is, um, you know, kind of checklists for the construction process, right? Having a standardized approach to it so that you can kind of replicate with consistency the product that you deliver and the client experience that you're going to deliver as well. When you can speak to that really early in that sales process and they can understand you know, it's just packaging it. It's actually not really a tech thing, so to speak. It's not like it's an app or anything. It's really just a system that people go through. And so that's where you can kind of almost like, again, productize it. You can, you can package it in a way that really resonates with people. And, you know, it just really helps to build, as you say, the no like and trust and the understanding that you guys are really organized. We're a really organized building company. Yeah. And, and even seriously. We've, <laughs> we've,
1: yeah. And we've touched a little bit on builder trying to co-construct, but yeah. you know, whether you're using that, whether you're using like a team Gantt to do scheduling in your sales process in your content you're producing on your website, a nice blog post. Here's an example of how we go about scheduling out a project. When we're going through the process, that When we start a project, you know, our homeowners are able to view the schedule. We care about staying on time on budget. That's why we ask so many there's just so many ways to integrate this into our process and um, if, hopefully that's a takeaway for the people listening of going, hmm, what am I already doing that I'm not telling homeowners about, that I'm not just making a little bit more of a deal about because, wow, all of that ties in with the their, their perception of who we are, how organized we are, and their confidence in us. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. What it, I th- feel like we hit on common pitfalls. What would be one other common pitfall when we talk about technology and remodeling business?
0: I mean the thing I always kind of tell people was I you know didn't make up this acronym but it just has a different connotation is uh the acronym is SOL and so what I try to tell people is you know keep it really really simple so like we talked about kind of a lean management, you know, or a lean technology approach to things, you know, try to maximize and leverage the things that you're already using before you start adding additional pieces to it. Because the last thing you probably want is another five apps that you have to now go and try and learn as well yeah. as get your team. And maybe as you pointed out your clients to try to interact with, which not everyone wants to do. Uh, the O stands for kind of um, one thing, one project, one person. And you know it's applicable to small companies and, and medium companies uh, as well. But the idea being that if you sign up for Build-A-Trend or Co-Construct or Procore or something, don't go and try to take every single project you have and put it into that platform and try to utilize it to its full extent. It's going to take you months if not years to fully understand and maximize that software because it's also always changing so it's important to kind of start with just one project and just start with one thing could be scheduling just try using the scheduling Mm -hmm. just have one person doing that and you know the beautiful part about this from you know side benefit of this from a team building perspective is that if you get somebody that becomes proficient in it they become an ambassador on it and you know i know we don't like to talk about like pyramidal sort of corporate structures and companies and stuff but the reality is a lot of that still exists um, if you can get people beside each other you know sort of doing the same role but one person was using that tech when we talk about that adoption being an issue that's a great way to help kind of leverage that one person that's also you know streamlining your company for you sure but also to get everybody else on board
1: so it's this s o and then what's the l
0: and the l is layer with scale so it kind of sums up the top two but the idea is is that if you just start a construction business don't go and sign up for co constructor or Buildertrend or Procore. And I'm not trying to dissuade people from signing up from those platforms because they are fantastic platforms. They each do something really, really well. They have pros and cons to, to each of them. Uh, the point is really that, you know, kind of similar to the one layer or sorry, one uh, thing, one, one pros, project, one person, um, you're going to probably do too much too quickly. And what ends up happening is that it's kind of like, you know, January 1st comes around and everyone says, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life this year. And Mm -hmm. by February 1st, most people have dropped out of the gym. So that's the human nature of, of kind of when we get too excited about something, we don't fall through. So layer with scale, just go slowly, you know, kind of like we touched on a little bit earlier in this chat about iterating, right. Learning from the results of our experience. And even if it didn't work, that's fine. Cause we learned something from it. We, we understand ourselves better and we're able to then, you know, kind of yeah, square peg round hole. We're able to actually fit the right sort of, you know, round peg in there as opposed to trying yeah. to force the square peg in it.
1: Yeah, something that comes to mind is just like a, t- a challenge for everybody listening to this is, you know, you rewind the clock six months ago in your remodeling business. Are you still using technology pretty much the same way? Have you added any new iteration? Have you updated? Have you worked to incorporate more technology in the last six months? If not, you got to get after it. And this is, um, and this is just going to be a, a never a never ending thing. We need to continually look at how can I implement. Technology, not because I want things to be cumbersome or we need more software or this or that, but because it is the key to better productivity, efficiency, profitability. And there's, you know, our industry, um, you know, definitely over the last year have have really turned the heat up. I'm seeing just more people embracing this, and I think out of this uh, this whole COVID thing, I think we're going to realize, you know what? I mean, we're going to have people saying, "Hey, instead of us meeting together to review your the design, can we can we meet via Zoom?" I've never heard one of my clients actually hear a homeowner say, can we just meet via Zoom? We're going to hear that. There's no doubt. There's millions of people that are becoming more familiar, more comfortable with this. You talk about integration with some of these project management softwares, our homeowners I feel, you know, there's a lot of grandma and grandpa's who are, um, and you know, maybe older folks or a lot of our clients who are using technology in a way they've never used it before. That's going to that's gonna ripple down to us in a good way. So, Brian, this was very, very helpful. If you're somebody on the other end of this line listening to this, and I was to say, okay, out of everything we kind of shared, Brian, what would be something you kind of wanted to really emphasize again? Or what's a really key takeaway that you want people to hear about the topic? Um, what comes to your mind? And then I'll share what comes to my mind.
0: Yeah, I think the big one for me, if I had to put it into one, is just kind of Take stock of what you're currently using and learn how to maximize that before you start adding anything else to your construction business. So it can be email. It can be, if you are using a project management software, it can be really taking stock of how you're using it, understanding and learning from the people around you, like I mentioned, and and just getting some feedback about, you know, what things are working, what things aren't working. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly like we talk about after a sales call, what worked, what Mm -hmm. didn't work kind of thing, same sort of approach here. So really uh, my core takeaway would be maximize what you have before you start adding new pieces.
1: Cool, um, and there's something you said that that jumped out of me, and I feel like it's just kind of relevant for where we're at right now. Where you know some people on our team might have a little bit more time on their hands, we might have a little bit more time on our hands. This idea of trying to not be the top-down leader that says we're going to use this, we're going to do that, but to say, all right, technology in our business, um, you know, what are some areas where you guys see? That we could implement some things to help streamline it. What have we tried in the past that didn't work? Let's let's talk about it. Let's look at this and let's get some feedback from our team, um, whether it's subs, whether it's um, trade partners, whether it's employees there. And then that idea of also, you know, if you have a, a client that you're just really close with and that you know you could call them up and they answer and they'll they'll talk to you about anything. Um, you know, hey, when, when you went through that Kitchener model, were there some areas like what, what technology we, could we have done? You're, you're mm-hmm. using Zoom, would that have been effective? Get some feedback from the real world. Um, I think that's a, that's a key takeaway. And just, yeah, Absolutely. start somewhere. Cool. Um, so, Brian, if people wanted to get a hold of you, you do business coaching for contractors or modelers. You know, we we have a little bit of overlap in the type mm-hmm. of work we do, um, but we all, we also both look at it as from a standpoint of there's plenty of work to go around, and there's a lot of people that need help and. Um, you know, just continue to surround yourself with good people. And, you know, there's people that your, your approach is going to be better for them than my approach. So I love, I love approaching business like that. And you do as well. That's why we get along. Um, So if people wanted to, except for like, if you're an active client of mine, like don't reach out to Brian and be like, (laughs) I no longer want to work with Kyle, but I'll work with you. But for all the rest of you, um, you know, if people wanted to get a hold of you, talk to you a little bit about what you do, what's the best ways um, for them to do that?
0: Yeah, thanks so much. Um you, the easiest way is constructionconsulting.co uh, note that that's a .co or .co, not a .com. Couldn't,
1: couldn't afford the .com, huh, big boy? Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's probably pretty expensive. I have an actual one. Imagine. So so <laughs> uh Yeah, so, so constructionconsulting.co is an easy way to get in touch with me. Um, you can book a call uh, right through the website there. I'm very active on both LinkedIn and Instagram as well. On Instagram, the handle is at constructionconsulting.co. And on LinkedIn, you just search my name. It's Brian Kaplan, B R Y A N, and Kaplan with a K and you'll find me on LinkedIn. I post a lot of articles there as well, specific to kind of that, uh, we call it, uh, we always joke, we call it renovations up here in Canada. And uh, actually some places in the States call it renovations as well, but generally accepted as remodeling. So, but, um, you know, stuff I post is very specific to my time in the business. I spent, you know, uh, 20 years and 85% of it was in that real high-end type of uh, residential remodeling sort of space. And, um, so yeah, all the stuff that I kind of post there is, is really relevant for the, I think some of the challenges that you go through probably on a
1: daily basis. Yep. Awesome. Oh, and let me just, sorry, let me just
0: add, uh, you can also email me brian at constructionconsulting.co.
1: Beautiful. B R Y A N
0: B that's Brian with a Y. Is that the, is
1: that the correct way of spelling it or is that?
0: Well, I don't know. We're going to get existential if we talk about correct and, (laughs) and not correct. Who knows? So, okay.
1: Man, so I'll upset words. a
0: lot of Brian's with an eye if I say anything. You've, so.
1: you've used so many big <laughs> words, existential and like, I got to get my dictionary out and look all these things up as I replay. now. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate you sharing just your, your time, your experience, your wisdom here. Um, and I think uh, there's going to be some good takeaways. The reason there's nothing better as a coach or a consultant than um, I don't care if it's a paid client that we do. Of course, we want to see progress there. But the reason Brian puts out so much content, the reason I put out content, there is nothing better than hearing somebody that actually grabs something that they heard and implemented it. So yeah. I'm going to close with that. If you heard something, like have that conversation with your team, do that research, look into this, buy that, that stinking tablet, Because ah, okay, fine. I'll buy it. I'm going to test it. I'm going to try it. We would love nothing more than that. That's why we, that's why we do it. So awesome. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to that episode. I wanted to tell you about a course that I am launching. It starts on April 29th, 2020. It's called Remodel Your Sales Process. Now might be a golden opportunity for some of you to be really focused in on the fundamentals of selling well. I think coming out of this, we're going to be needing to do more to close the opportunities that we have than ever before. I think we may see fewer leads for the next many months, which means we really have to be locking our sales process in well. I think we're going to run into more objections from homeowners related to, hey, can I have Uncle Bob do the electrical on this? Can you break down your price a little bit more? And we need to brush up on our sales training to handle those and to lead our the process well. And we're going to do an eight-week course. You can find m- more about it at RemodelYourSalesProcess.com. RemodelYourSalesProcess.com. Wanted to add this to the end of today's episode to uh, encourage you to check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you are doing well in these crazy uncertain times. Keep focusing on what you can control. Keep working on your business. It's a golden opportunity to work on your business. If sales training is something you need to work on, Remodel your sales process.com. Take care.